1: It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan and the CBS Sports Network.
2: And we're alive for the Bill four, Top Studio Boomer, Syce, and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on The Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you're on the free Odyssey app. Go! Thursday morning. I was hoping I would roll over in the middle of the night, look at my phone and see that Aaron Rodgers was traded to the New York Jets. That did not happen. We are still waiting for it to happen or some sort of news before this week is out. I still predict it's going to happen at Friday at 10.03. But... You got a lot of New York Jets that were recruiting Aaron Rodgers to the Jets yesterday on social media. Tyler Conklin bringing a Super Bowl to New York would be legendary. We take everyone on this offense to the next level. Let's get it done from the darkness to New York. See you soon and many others jumping on board. So they are recruiting, so we'll see what happens, if he's even paying attention to that. you got a big night locally with the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils, and the Knicks, and we'll get into them at some point. And a crazy story out of Newark that I can't
3: wait to tell you about. All of it coming up. morning, Boomer you? Yep. Oh, good morning there, G. You know, there was a report last night that said that the uh, internal Jets brass wanted to go with their car. However... Woody Johnson was the fly in the ointment and said, no, 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 we're not going with Derek Carr. We're going all in for Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I better be right. <laughs> well, you better be right. And, I, you know, you don't gas up the jet and fly out to Malibu uh, without thinking that you're going to be right. And, you know, you don't take the cap guy with you and everything else to sit down and talk with Aaron and tell him this is how we need to do things. And financially, this is what we want to do. And this is how we can then move forward and spend money. And I think... You know, whether or not that is true or not, I, I don't know that. I don't know whether or not Woody was the one that was driving the Aaron Rodgers train and yet the other guys in the building wanted Derek Carr. Mm. I I still I still believe that if the Jets and Joe Douglas want to keep Zach Wilson on the team, then the Derek Carr thing was never going to happen. Because Derek Carr did not want to step into that situation here in this city. Mm-hmm. All right, And he found his home down in New Orleans with his former coach, Dennis Allen, who was just... You know, just slobbering all over him. <laughs> uh, you know, and how happy. That's so he is. Solid too. Yeah. I, well, you have to. I mean, like yeah. you, you guess though, like Rob Sala's is in a really weird spot. Like he knows he needs a quarterback, and he knows. I think Derek Carr is the safety net, or was the safety net that we could win with Derek, and Derek's really good enough, and we love him as a person, we love him as a leader, and he would be all in here. However, you know, there's that other little thing called Zach Wilson. And and uh, I I just think that that Derek Carr was probably like you know what I I can't wait around I got to make a decision the Saints are pushing the buttons I didn't get enough other uh, opportunities to... I talked to a couple other teams there was not enough money there there wasn't enough term there so I I really feel like this is you know the way for me to go anyway and, and he probably is right I believe he's right but for for those who think that maybe Woody Johnson is driving his train. I mean, quite frankly, it's the best situation for the Jets if they are keeping Zach Wilson on the roster. This is why you would want Aaron Rodgers to be here, and this is why these players would be recruiting him. So uh, if you're flying out there and you have Joe Douglas, you have Rob Sala, you have Nathaniel Hackett, uh, you have Woody, and you have Jaime, who is their cap guy, Yeah, there's a reason why he's there to sit down and explain exactly what the Jets can do financially if he takes a deal – in the range that they were hoping that he would take a deal. And I gotta believe that with all of this going on, that you know, Aaron's probably just hanging waiting and just waiting and waiting. And then he'll he'll basically announce or the Green Bay Packers will announce they decided to trade him. And then the the signing will happen and then Joe Douglas can basically go out there and re fortify this team. And one thing everybody's got to remember if this Makai Becton thing is real, And he is back, and he's 100%. That is like getting a free agent at this time that nobody expected anything from. So that is a big get for the Jet offensive line if, in fact, he is healthy, his mind is right, and he's ready to go. If Woody Johnson is driving
2: all of this, and he gets Aaron Rodgers here, and that ends up working out... An owner who has been much maligned with the fan base, I think immediately it turns. If that is the truth well, that he right. was the one that was saying no, 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 not Derek Carr, Aaron
3: Rodgers, it's and all, if he comes here and they win, it's all how this thing is perceived. It's either perceived as an owner meddling, mm-hmm. or it's perceived as an owner going all in.
2: I Depending think, on no, how no, you look, no, own
3: no. owner. This is an owner going all in. I, but is, I'm just saying, I, I, you, it depends on how you look at it. Well, how do you football. You think it's meddling? If if it's true, I, I yeah, don't know yeah, if yeah, it's yeah. true. It's all right. like based on rumors and stuff out of the stupid combine and everything else. But I, I if they get Aaron Rodgers, it's an owner going all in. That's the way yes, I look
2: at it. Absolutely.
3: Now, yeah. I it, the other thing too is like this is like New York, and this, this story is New York mm-hmm. because when the story comes out, it's it's wrought with rumor and it's not there's not it's not any basis of fact other than. Whoever wants to believe that Woody is getting in the way of his football guys. I, I And I just, I have to believe that, you know, part of being an owner is allowed, you're allowed to have influence on your, on your team. And if your general manager says to you, look, we could have Derek Carr right now for this amount of money. Or there's a really good chance that we can have uh, Aaron Rodgers for this compensation going to Green Bay. And I believe that we can end up paying him this much money and then... If you allow me to go spend money in free agency, uh, on top of doing hopefully another great draft like he had last year, uh, we, we could have a really great team here. So I'm sure that those are two different options that he presented to Woody Johnson. And Woody Johnson probably said, I want Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, to me, an owner
2: meddling would be in the draft room on draft night and saying that I like this guy better. That to me would be an owner meddling. The stuff that we heard about, like, Dan Snyder would get involved. I know that Jerry Jones is also the general manager, but there were times he wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, and he had to get talked off the ledge with that. Like, think that to me is meddling? Because that's real football stuff? Like, anybody who's ever watched football knows that Aaron Rodgers is better than Derek Carr. Now, I know you'd have Derek Carr for a long amount of time but you don't want him for a longer amount
3: of time because you if have you a, want Zach Wilson if yes, you want right. Zach Wilson your yes. second overall draft that's right. the complicated sure aspect about all of this you know <laughs> it's just it, it's interesting to me that you know a, a story like that comes out and I was just thinking you know that's New York that's the way that it works around here. well who does it benefit if
2: it's coming out the I, people who wanted Derek Carr Derek Carr's agent I mean who does it
3: benefit really Exactly. So I don't know where that comes from. You know, supposedly the football people wanted Derek Carr. You know, is that Joe Douglas wanted Derek Carr? Is that Rob Sala wanted Derek Carr? You know, who told him that he could be a Hall of Famer if he came here? Rob Sala did, right? Yeah, did he? You know, that's what I I, I
2: assumed. I don't know. It never was reported, but it said the Jets told him that. I just thought that was Rob Sala with the way he was
3: talking about him, right? right? And, you know, most of the articles about Rob Sala, you know, around this type of thing are very, uh, you know, very positive that most players come here because they'd like to play for Rob Sala, that they like him, they like the reputation that he has, and most of the players enjoy playing for him. It's just that, you know, the way that the whole quarterback thing got so screwed up last year, uh, some of it was out of his control, some of it he allowed to happen. Um, and, you know, every coach is going to make mistakes somewhere along the line, and remember that was his second year, and he's got to yeah. learn. He's got to learn. He's got to have a little bit better grasp You know, as Joe Beningo asked him about being soft on the players, I don't think he's soft on the players. I just think you've got to have a better grasp about your players and what they're doing and an understanding of things that they shouldn't do and they should do. Uh, Fortunately enough, not a lot of guys have gotten in trouble, but a couple guys asked for trades last year. Yeah. You know, they wore the T-shirts with the Mike White uh, face on it. Those types of things, you know, have to be handled by the head coach. Yeah. I I believe. I mean, you know, the, the head coach has got to basically try to, Get to that player and or the players and say, guys, we're not doing this, uh, and this is the way it's got to go. So I, I, I would give him a mark against him on that, but he actually has attracted some free agents here. And you know, when was the last time? And I was trying to think about this. I don't, I don't know if it's ever happened. And maybe it's been in print, and I haven't found it. When was the last time an, an NFL team had both the rookie offensive and defensive player of the year? I, I, I don't know. Uh, that is a very, very good
2: question. When that happened, I believe that we didn't find out then either. I don't think that that was out there. No one said it was the first time since because that was a big conversation when they had
3: both. Now, I'd have to that, go back and you find it. tells you that it. the GM knows what the hell he's doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, now, if you told me that the the owner was in there meddling about, you know, you know draft-only offensive players to get the best out of your young quarterback instead of going after Sauce Gardner, I'd tell you that's meddling. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And, it, you, you know, know there's... There's something about the kids, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, that bring a youthful, like, just an energy that, you know, a lot of these young kids are bringing to the teams. It's kind of like when Odell Beckham got to the Jets, I mean, Giants. Like, he knew he was great, and he knew he was going to be a great player. And he went out and and performed that way his rookie year. These two guys make me feel that way about the Jets. Like, here's this youthful energy and they expect to win because they come from winning programs and they are winning players and yes. they are and they
2: are confident players. You could throw Quinn and Williams in there as well who is of course a couple of years older, not a rookie or last year, but still another one of those guys who was about to get a big contract as well. Do you think that the Jets told their players, to go out and recruit Aaron Rodgers yesterday on Twitter because it all happened around the same time. Now, it wasn't... It, the So Sauce was out there. Quinn and Williams was out there. Brees Hall was out there the day before. You know, yesterday, it was Rob Sala's brother. It was Tyler Conklin.
3: It was Justin Hardy. There was another really funny one in There's there as well. There's going to be a lot of disappointed people if it doesn't happen. That's, yeah. And I think smoke equals fire, and I think it's going to happen. I really do. And I think Al... You're just going to be inundated with calls about Aaron Rodgers and the offensive line, <laughs> uh, literally for the next eight months. So you better buckle up, kid. I I'm know you hate to go. sports talk radios, but you better buckle up Wh- for that.
2: Buckled. So what was the one that you read? I can't find it. I was I was laughing. The one guy, get your ass here. Who was that? Who said get your ass here? It was some special teamer guy. Uh, CeeLo <laughs> had it. Let me ask. Oh him. man. Get what, your ass here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One guy wrote up, t- I forget who it was. It was uh, he was like, Get your ass here. You know, we're going to get that chip or something, whatever it was. And I was like, Man, I was like, I, Imagine if that was the tipping point for Aaron Rodgers. Like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, Get your ass I here. I just want to the- tell the
3: Jet fans out there look at how your team is reacting to this.
2: Oh, yeah. Look at how all the players are reacting to this. Yeah, they weren't doing the same thing with Derek Carr. Oh, no, 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 no. They weren't doing the same thing <laughs> who, with Zach Who was, was it, Al? You know? Will, Parks. Will Parks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up okay. right now. Philly Will Philly is what he's on uh, Twitter. And, wow, he's up already. Huh. He's
3: up uh, tweeting already? Or he's maybe up he tweeting already.
2: He is up tweeting already. He just tweeted something 12 seconds ago. He goes, early morning thoughts and work. Mm-hmm. And then, so here was the uh, his tweet. Uh... <laughs> Hey, yo, Aaron, bring that ass over here, broski. You know what it is with us. Thanks in advance, brother. We appreciate it. And tag them. Oh, we got to call up Willie Parks and let's
3: get him on right now.
2: That would be great. Yeah. Probably the Jets are probably scrambling to get in touch with him. They do not go on that show. Why not? Because he's going to say stuff like, bring your ass here, broski. That's that's,
3: (laughs) good. though, man, we
2: like it. It is good. It is good. I mean, I, I would probably. Oh, come on. Someone's tweeting me now that Woody Johnson's plane is going to Baltimore today. Stop it! I can't. No, that can't be real. That cannot. But they're showing me the flight aware. They have to check that out in the break. But yeah, if Parks is, you think he'll? I mean, if he's got DMs, he doesn't have a ton of followers. If you could DM him, I
3: wonder if we could uh, get him on. If I mean, he's, on, he's been around in the league a while. You know, he was in San Francisco.
2: His DMs are open there, Al. If you want to, if you, wanna you want to send one, Twitter. Twitter. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, Philly will eleven. And he's, he's up, and he's probably going to take a look at as he's up and tweeting. So why not? Why Bring not? that ass over here. Bring that ass. Yo. Yeah, isn't that what Bruce Coslett sent to you in yeah, a yeah. fax back in the day? <laughs> Bring that ass over here, broski.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: God. <laughs>
3: I mean, everybody's jacked up for it, I can tell you that. Well, of
2: course. I mean, do you think that, that Zach Wilson is so callous now by what happened last year with Mike White that this recruitment stuff doesn't
3: bother him any longer, especially because it's Aaron Rodgers? I, I, I think if he's worth anything, it does bother him. I mean, you know, yeah. he thinks of himself as a starting quarterback. Jet fans don't. I understand that. Yeah. Um, I think that there are things that he has done on the field where you say, "Wow," and then there are other things you say that he does on the field, and you say, "Oh boy, oh boy." Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, I just, I just feel like this. The momentum now is just a matter of time. I just, I, I can't imagine that he loves you know, this. I, I, yeah, I can't. I just. But he's got to understand it, no? I mean, it's, it's of course it makes Understanding him... is one thing, liking yeah, is another. Yeah, yeah, uh... yeah. Right,
2: right, of course. It's like, gotta... I
3: understood why the Bengals drafted David Klingler back in 1992. I understood that. But it's still burnt. But I'm like, all right, so get me out of here.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
3: so I, I understand what you're trying to do, um, but how does it personally affect me? Sure. That's the way you have to look at it. And uh, I wasn't very happy about it. Um, you know, I didn't like particularly care for him as a player or as a as a guy that came in there yeah yeah um and it never really worked out for him anyway uh but i just it's a weird you know quarterback room's a weird thing you know yeah. we all have to be the a type personality we all want to be the leader of the team and we all want to be the guy and sometimes it doesn't work out and it really does sting there's no question about it and it is a blow to uh the confidence and to the ego without question well if Zach Wilson
2: knows what you're saying about them wanting to keep him and Aaron Rodgers being the best option for him to stay and develop and then getting another chance after a couple of years. Then he's got
3: to feel good about that. I mean. I, yeah, I, I would hope that he would feel good about that and that, that, that there are people still over there that do believe that there is a potential where they can, they can find something. If he just learned under you know, a new coaching staff uh, with, a, with a guy like Aaron in front of him. You know, they, they may unlock something there, and, sure. and that's what they're hoping, I w- would believe. And then, you know, if not, they'll, they'll either end up cutting him or trading him. You know, the other thing, too, is that there are a ton of guys that are project guys all over the league, you know, uh, and, and first-round draft pick, uh, you know, uh, project guys. You know, I would probably tell you that Lamar Jackson, when he was drafted— they probably said project guy. We got to find the right offense for him. And they had oh, to sure. change the entire offense once they decided to move on to him and move away from Joe Flacco. Yeah, I mean then they were were tired of Joe Flacco at that point, even though he delivered a championship. They wanted a guy who could move. And they wanted energy. They wanted yes. young, they wanted energy, they wanted excitement. You know, that's that that's the kind of guy like I think Anthony Richardson is. So mm. you know, he blew everybody away at the at the combine, but I think most people would tell you that he's going to be a project. You know, uh, guys that get drafted all the time are projects. I yeah. mean, I'm sure Brock Purdy was a seventh-round project. Oh, of course. Yeah, we don't think he's going to end up playing, but, you know, that's a project. Maybe we can develop this kid. And then all of a sudden, he gets out there, and he blows everybody away with his poise and his ability to handle all of the different things that Kyle Shanahan was throwing at him. So I you can't give up on Zach Wilson just yet, although there are a lot of people that already have. But people internally, they just can't give up just yet. you got to wait. Like, look at Jordan Love now. How long has he waited? Well, this is going to be it was at least three full years, right? That's right. So uh, how long did Aaron Rodgers wait? It was f- three full years. Right. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson came here, and they ruined him just like they ruined, uh, you know, uh, Sam Darnold, and they ruined uh, Mark Sanchez. They threw him out there immediately when they were not ready. And, you know, you just... You never know how that impacts a player. Like Trey Lance, you know that's a project. They drafted him number three overall. They're not giving yeah. up on him yet out there in San Francisco. This, you know what it is? Is it Anthony
2: Richardson will probably get drafted in the top ten because of the talent. But the pressure on these teams and the pressure from the fan base to want to see him is something that's very, very hard not to cave into, and it could be the difference of having a franchise quarterback or not. Did and you
3: Did you see what happened to Malik Willis last year? Yes. Oh my God. Do you remember what it was? We were talking about him coming out of the combine mm-hmm. and coming out of the draft. And yeah. Everybody thought he was going to be a first rounder, and then With he, a fourth rounder, right? Then he can, then he kept slipping and slipping and slipping because you know the team saw something. They saw raw talent for sure. But they knew that he wasn't ready to run a professional offense just yet. Yeah, He barely played at Liberty, for God's sake. And then when he gets into a game in Tennessee, they can't even throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, they they couldn't throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage, let alone in front of the line of scrimmage. You want to talk about somebody that wasn't ready, but somebody who is an incredible athlete. Now, maybe when he comes back this year... He'll have a better understanding of what's going on, and maybe the light will go on, and he'll play better as opposed to, like, getting his brain in front of him, thinking too much as opposed to naturally playing. Yeah, I'm feeling good about this Will Parks calling us this morning because he's locked in. He's- I've uh, already
2: talked with him. He, he said... uh at first he said, after 10, I said, no, no, that's not good. <laughs> then he said, uh, how about 8.30? I said, good. All right, great. Look at that. We'll, 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 see, if this, we'll right. see what happens here. No, I mean, but listen, the Jets like us. Come on. He's not going to say like us. They like us? They like us. They like us, yeah. They love you. They yeah. like me, I think. I mean, I don't know. It's not like I feel like the Yankees don't love me sometimes. I think now that I'm friends with Alex Cohen, I think that the Mets like me. Mm-hmm. But the Jets, I feel like they like me. They, they, we're not going to screw them. And by the way, he's already recruiting Aaron Rodgers on Twitter. He knows what to say. I mean, a- a- A-O Aaron, bring that ass over here, broski. I mean, he put that out on Twitter. If he said the same thing here, it wouldn't be a big deal. Would it wouldn't be a big deal, no. no. And I
3: think you know you want to have like a, a personality like that come on and, and talk about... What it would mean for the team and what it would mean exactly. for him and the morale of the team and how the team would automatically believe the moment they step on the field and training camp and OTAs that they're ready to rock and roll this year. Absolutely. And Will Parks is the guy to deliver that message.
1: I, it's, I, I feel know it. like it. I, feel I know it. Yeah, I know you know it. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe.
2: Hi, Bo and Gio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So, this astute Twitter user that had all the information the other day for me about the Woody Johnson flight that was coming back from California and landing in White Plains. After they talked, to Aaron Rodgers has reached out again, but that same plane is indeed going from White Plains to Baltimore. However. This is a NetJets plane that I do not believe is Woody Johnson's personal plane. So there's other people, from what I can gather, that are on this plane. Because when you click FlightAware and you go upcoming flights and past flights, I mean, there's no way that Woody Johnson, on Friday, March 3rd, went to Teterboro, then to the Cayman Islands... Then from the Cayman Islands to Palm Beach International. And then the next day went from Palm Beach to Gillespie County, and then from Gillespie County to William P Hobby Airport, wherever the hell that was. He's not doing all that. This is a plane that is. This is a private jet from NetJets that is being. What's the word that uh, that that book, shared booked by people, and that's what's going on. Charter, that's the word, yes, right Did
4: there. the or Did the originating flight that went west to California, did that leave from White Plains
3: as well? No, it ter- did not. That so, reason, they, the reason they landed at White Plains coming back was because of the wind conditions. Okay, so it. they So had, they had the, the land. You
4: knew where I was headed. Thank you for answering yes. that.
2: Appreciate yes, so it. So there you go. So I don't believe that Woody Johnson, the jet's contingent, is now on that same jet going down to talk to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And I don't even know if Lamar Jackson's in Baltimore right Probably now. It could not. be in Florida. Yeah. So... Who the hell knows? But I don't believe, I just think this is a net Jets play. Just so, so people, so Jets Twitter can relax. Well
4: deduced, I would say, on your part. Yeah, I think. I think. All right, CeeLo, what's happening in sports, man? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. And while we await further news on Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, potentially. We did hear from the Giants yesterday, Joe Shane and Daniel Jones. Of course, the day after they beat the clock and came to that four-year contract agreement. Here's Shane on Jones's potential now that they'll have him in the fold for the foreseeable future.
2: You know, the upside. I got a lot of belief in our staff and Daniel's work ethic in there relationship that you know will continue to grow and daniel can get to the better if, if he's just at his floor right now i'm really excited about what his ceiling's going to be
4: from jones's standpoint any added pressure or different feelings from a performance expectation standpoint now that he's been paid
3: i've always felt that responsibility and and you know playing this position you know, especially for a team like the like the New York Giants in the city, you know, you have that responsibility and I take that very seriously. So
4: details of the contract leaked yesterday. Of course we saw the four years for hundred and sixty originally, and then you like to see the structure and the breakdown. Uh, and as far as some of the guarantees, thirty-six million dollar signing bonus and the cap hits are the interesting part. So nineteen million for this upcoming which we knew would be helpful for them as far as bringing in other guys this offseason, but then looking ahead, you've got forty six million in twenty twenty four. Down to forty in twenty twenty five. Down to forty. Stuck around in twenty twenty six, or at least on the same contract. Basically, it's, it's a fifty six a million
3: bucks. It's kind of a three year deal. Like right. They can get out of it if they want, but then again, for Daniel, I think he's making what eighty three million over the first two years of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. eighty two, and then another and, and twelve kicks in. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money yeah. that he can make over the next two years. Now, the beauty about all of this, from his standpoint, is that if he does live up to the contract in two years, they'll be back redoing the contract and he will then be it will be reflective more of hopefully the giants making it more to the playoffs and i know
2: there's been this thought that there's more pressure on him or now there's a lot of pressure on him because he's making the money i don't think there could have been more pressure on him than last year yeah i mean if he had failed last year his career would have been in the toilet he probably would have been a backup or whatever the hell he would have been and now i mean that that to me was the biggest moment in his career and obviously continues he's got to keep doing it but like he went to it with a new, another new coach. Final year didn't pick up his 50 year option. She that's,
3: referenced that yesterday. That's <laughs> pressure. And I think the Giants are also paying for not picking up the 50 year option. Right. Like, that's a little bit of a slight. You know, that's uh, you know, yeah. go out there and prove it, kid, and, and he did for the most part. He did. Uh, he, the other thing too, if you are the Giants, you have to say to yourself, what was the other alternative out there? For us if we didn't go down this path with Daniel Jones. Right. he's going to stay here either on the franchise tag or maybe the non-exclusive franchise tag, which seemed to be the, the flavor of the month. All of them. Yeah. Right, yeah. Or, you know, you got to sign him to a contract. And, you know, even next year, like if the Giants have the worst record next year, I guarantee you, and they have the number one pick, they're taking Caleb Williams. Yeah they're taking Caleb Williams. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody's not taking Caleb Williams unless something happens to Caleb Williams between now and next year's draft. The oh, Chiefs maybe would be the ones <laughs> yeah, Chiefs yeah, Bengals, Bengals. Yeah, the but those teams won't be up there. Yeah, right? But no, maybe won't. maybe the Giants, you know, listen, Daniel gets hurt and you know, they, I don't know. I just it's it's a it's, a, it's a, I think it's a good contract for both because if Daniel does live up to it, then in 2 years from now they're going to be renegotiating it.
4: You just mentioned the Bengals, it triggered something in my head as players and NFL types on Twitter have been chiming in on the Lamar Jackson situation, which I know you talked about yesterday. Did you catch any of Richard Sherman's commentary on that? No, no. So I don't know if there's a a past thing or there's a reason why he's doing this. But as he was talking about what he feels is the lack of respect being shown for Lamar Jackson, he was comparing it to Joe Burrow, except he kept referring to him as Burrows with an S at the end. Yeah. I don't know what where that would come from or why. And maybe it was just one time. It was multiple <laughs> times. Maybe
3: that S is the dollar sign. Maybe
4: no. or maybe I'm missing hey, something. Well, he took his yesterday. team to the,
3: the to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship in back-to-back years. I yeah. Mean, what that? What, why is Richard Sherman comparing him to Lamar Jackson?
4: Uh, I think just from a standpoint of quarterbacks that are about to get paid, well, I think Burrow's going to end up probably the highest-paid player in the league.
3: Richard Sherman's <laughs> should be talking about you know if you want to compare anybody, compare Daniel Jones. Or Derek Carr to Lamar Jackson. yeah, that, that would be more, you know, the guys that you would want to say, okay, one guy got $37.5 the other one got $41 million. So somewhere around there, Lamar Jackson has got to get some some sort of contract. Yeah, I mean, for how many months did Joe Beningo call Joe Burrow? Joe Barrow!
4: Yeah. What right. are we
3: going to do, Dred Barrow?
4: Or his own guy, Quentin Williams, Keenan. Keenan, yeah. <laughs> Keenan Williams.
2: Yeah, and he also calls Rob Sala by the wrong name. S- Sala. Sala! <laughs> Alright. And Adam Gaze. Oh, Adam Gaze. 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 That's right, yeah. (laughs) Adam Gaze. (laughs) <laughs> All right.
4: Uh, Calvin Ridley reinstated this week by the NFL, of course, now with the Jaguars. So he wrote uh, a piece for the Players' Tribune yesterday in which uh, he accounted for uh, the gambling for his own team, the Falcons, the 1500 bucks he wagered on his own team, which, of course, led to his suspension. And he said uh, it was stupid, the worst mistake of his life at a time where he was depressed and angry. He says he's in a good place now, both mentally and physically, feels great, and uh, basically guaranteed a 1,400-yard season now that he's going to be playing with trevor lawrence
3: by the way that was a great trade by the jacksonville jaguars Mm -hmm. great trade because they knew that you know uh they have this budding superstar quarterback and they were going to add a superstar wide receiver and the wide receiver made a bit bad mistake. He's paid his price. He lost his salary. He's been embarrassed. Yeah. All of that stuff. He's going to come back and be motivated. That was a great trade by the Jaguars. Looks good for them moving
4: forward. Offense optional for the baseball locals down in Florida Wednesdays. The Mets were shut out by Nicaragua prepping for the World Baseball but, Classic. Nick, Nicaragua, excuse okay. me. Uh, Max That's Scherzer didn't well.
3: What's that? <laughs> I thought they were playing Colossus. We'll tell you about Colossus coming up in about ten minutes. They're not yeah. playing Colossus. <laughs> They're playing Nicaragua. Colossus.
2: What am I missing? Oh, uh, you'll big find Hindu out. country. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. Big Hindu. Well, Nicaragua yeah, big, big.
4: took down uh, who the, the guys that did play for the Mets. Uh, Two nothing. Max Scherzer though threw well. Gave up a home run, but that was the only hit he allowed over three innings of work. He struck out nine, working with rookie catcher Francisco Alvarez.
3: We're continuing to work together. Um, you know, get on the same page. Understand what we're trying to do with. Each pitch, you know, he, he did a good job of putting target where he, where he wanted it. Uh, so we're getting a uh, better report in that way.
4: Meantime, the Yankees were blanked by the Cardinals. Four zip, but Garrett Cole was sharp. Three and a third of two hit shutout ball. He struck out seven. We did see Aaron Judge in left field to start the game while Gian, uh, Giancarlo Stanton played in right. Aaron Boone did the uh, did they, uh, interview. Did they uh, make on, any yeah. plays
3: in the outfield? Uh, I saw or a ball just, drop they,
4: in front of Judge and then he was talking to Harrison Bader after. Just kind they of were just standing there. They weren't just standing there, no, no.
3: <laughs> to do a lot of standing.
4: Now, Oswaldo Cabrera did get a shot in center field, I think, late in this game, or right before he departed. Hey,
3: Oswaldo can play anywhere.
4: First ball hit to him, dive and catch. Yeah,
3: that's that, First that, guy's, chance that guy's just a ball player.
4: Man. Yes, he is. Uh, Aaron Boone on yes. Jack Curry teeing him up on the outfield situation.
1: How often would you like to play Stanton in the outfield during the season? Um... That's a good question. Uh, a little caught
3: off
4: guard. <laughs> I mean, you moment. don't think
3: that anybody's going to answer answer that question? I will say. say maybe a third of the games? So yeah. i just say that.
4: He did quickly uh, provide an answer. Best case scenario, we're talking about,
1: you know, I don't know whether it's, you know, 40, 50, 60 games kind of in that thing. If we can, well, you, you go, know, a third of the games. go a full yeah. season where, you know, we avoid, we avoid IL stints or avoid anything.
4: We know that's a big if. With these guys. Oh, he'll be together? on an IL
3: stint, you know, within the first month.
4: Well, let's hope not. But uh recently. I, mean,
3: I say under how under. could anyone take the over?
2: Uh when would he when was the first injury for him last year? I think it was later, wasn't it? I think it was definitely later. IL
4: stint, yeah, I guess. I mean, well you remember it was weird. He went to the All Star game, hit the home run. That's right. And then they came out at the break and he played, I think, one game in Houston in the and outfield was, and then he was gone. He has
2: gone. Yeah. So when he's gone, he's gone. You don't right. hear a thing about him.
4: Right. <laughs> you know? He's like Zion Williams saying that, well, you know, it'd be a couple weeks and then it's just, just a few
2: more weeks, on and a, few and more, on and on a few more. On and, on and, on. and
4: that happened Zion again yesterday.
2: Yeah, more hamstring stuff for
3: him. He's, yeah, another two you know, weeks minimum. The thing about Stanton, he's like a he's a statue. Like, yeah. He is just a unbelievably looking athlete.
4: Oh yeah. He's like an Adonis. He's like,
3: he's not a, a I don't know why he gets hurt so much. Wound too tight, they say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: Sitting on everybody's face. That's why he keeps getting hurt. Let me circle back to the Mets for a second while Buck Showalter really holding court before last night's game. I, re- I have no idea how he ended up on this subject, so I can't answer that, but uh, just add it to the list of random things he'll talk to the media about. I didn't walk
3: to school with a uh, baked potato in my pockets to keep my hands warm. <laughs> Is that yeah. true? Yeah, I put tinfoil around it. My mother would bake it and put tinfoil around it and I could put that baked potato in my pockets. My dad was a principal, but he wouldn't let me ride with him. So you gotta walk.
0: Really,
4: not sure what that's all about, but uh, he's offering baked potato heat warming thoughts. Not a
2: bad idea. Yeah, to I think guess. About it. I maybe mean, maybe now we've why. got the hand warmer technology, but prior to that, sure. You when know?
4: Buck was a kid. No, I don't yeah, think they yeah, had the hand warmer yeah,
2: technology. That. Right, just throw the baked potato
4: in your pocket. <laughs> uh, uh, World Baseball Classic. For those who are interested, China and Japan are playing right now. I guess Otani's pitching, and he's already hit triple digits. While the China pitchers' fastballs topping out at eighty three. So. Nice competitive balance for you there. Uh, through the night, Australia beat Korea 8 7, which apparently was a big deal. The baseball types were tweeting it was a historic win for Australia to begin. Uh, Pool B play, so good for them. Very cool. Uh, college basketball, Jim Beheim out at Syracuse following their exit from the ACC tournament yesterday, falling to Wake Forest on a buzzer beater. But before Syracuse made the announcement and confirmed all of this, Beheim kind of left everyone guessing a little bit during his postgame press conference. First asked simply if he would be retiring. I think you missed
1: it. <clears throat> well, I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards,
4: and nobody... Except William Payne figured it out. So I guess that was news to everyone. And then when he was pressed on it, okay, well, are you retiring? And he's like, uh, I don't know. It's up to the university. So it seemed like they weren't exactly on the same page whether or not the
3: university, you know, the end of the puts him in the front office or something and helps with fundraising and things of that nature. And
4: he had said, right, they had been not offered any, to this point. Other position at the school moving forward.:
3: I don't know what is uh, con- I don't know if it's the end of his contract. Is it the end of his contract.: not, I, no. I, I don't, I don't know. know.: It's a very complicated thing with the whole Bernie Fine stuff in the early 2000s and then around again, you know, 2008, 2011. this thing oh, wow. went on and on and on: Yeah, I, and he
2: won that championship in 2003 with Carmelo. He is a legend up there. You can't say a bad thing about Jim Beheim up in upstate New York. Yeah. However, there's not a lot of people that love him outside of that. And he's been curmudgeonly, but, of yeah. course, if you're just talking college basketball, he is one of the greats. One of the
3: longevity and all that 47 stuff.
4: 47 years yeah. as the head coach. Oh, like Quite you, right you said,
3: nobody's coming to Syracuse for the weather, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
4: Locally, St. John's beat Butler around one of the Big East tournaments, 76-63. Seton Hall fell to DePaul, 66-65. Wild finish where they fouled a guy shooting a three. He made all three foul shots. DePaul goes up one then they block a layup, which was originally ruled goaltending, then overturned. So long story short, a lot of things had to go uh, wrong for Seton Hall at the end there. They end up losing by a point, and Paul that snapped a 12-game losing streak. So not exactly a good exit for the Large Pirates. March Madness starting already. Yes. Iona beat up Mount St. Mary, 74-54, St. Peter's over Ryder 70-62, so both of those locals advanced City MAC tournament semifinals. Kevin Durant was supposed to play in his home debut mm. for the Suns last night. He gets injured in a pre- Pre-game slip uh, and missed the game, sprained his left ankle. He now is going for an MRI. So uh, that didn't go well out there in Phoenix last night, but they did win the game.
2: Devin Booker had 44. As What you Sun- didn't see in that video was Sean Marks pouring olive oil on the court. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. A little bit of this. Don't mind me. I'll be right back here with my... Olive oil? (laughs) So they won the game,
4: but we'll see about Durant uh, as he struggles to stay healthy. Also, Luka Doncic injured in a Mavericks loss to the Pelicans, 113-106, as he is dealing with a left thigh strain. And when they asked him how it felt after he said not good, he's apparently, I guess, going for an MRI as well. So some of the big stars falling to injury last night. This evening, you've got all the locals in action. Yeah. The Rangers are finally back to work. A yes. couple of practices under their belt for Patrick Kane and the boys as they will be in Montreal. You also have the Knicks and the Nets. I believe I saw a couple of the net regulars. I think Nick Nick, Nick, uh, me, Nicaragua. I? Nick Claxton is out tonight. But, uh, Nicaragua to has got a thigh injury.
3: Nicaragua? No, yes. I'm
4: making fun of the fact that I tripped over Nicaragua. <laughs> Nicaragua. <laughs> I sound like Peter right. Schwartz here. Come on! <laughs> All right, we'll see you next hour. Yeah, there. Sure. see you long okay? <laughs> i go do some tongue twisters in the newsroom.
1: If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two
4: more rings, two more
1: you deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of the fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois.
2: cbs sports network so i went back to get some dunkin this morning and the tv in the commissary was playing cbs local news and it caught my attention this story that was on there that i could not get enough of and started reading about after i saw the, sto- the story on cbs so newark the city of newark decided that they were going to be a sister city and enter into a cultural trade agreement with the Hindu
3: nation, Kallassus. Oh, yeah, classes. Well, I mean, what a wonderful idea. It's a great idea. You know, like you know, reaching across the oceans and coming together and trying to understand different communities and cultures. I, I can appreciate that. Real, I think, I think all of us can. And the mayor, Raz Baraka,
2: invited the Hindu nation of Kallassa, to Newark City Hall
3: for a big press conference. That's awesome. I mean, like, when you celebrate something like this,
2: yeah, it's and, a big thing. And it, I probably didn't get the attention that it needed, really, when Colossus people came here in that press conference. And let, me, so, uh, let me Google Colossus. Oh, right, just, yeah, just, just, it. It's K A. It's K A K-K-A I. K A
3: I. K-K-A-I yeah. L-L-L-A-S-S-A. A-S-A, Kalasa, Yeah, that's it, right there. Yeah, so they've got a website. There it is, right there. They've got a website. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, they've got,
2: yeah, gov.shriekkolossa.org. There yeah. it is, man. Right, yeah, doesn't that look great? And guess what the first thing is up
3: there? There's a picture of Ros Baraka. Yeah, with the Colossa officials. Now, are they a Colossa? Is that the premier of Colossa or is that the president of Colossa? Like, who's, who's the guy <laughs> representing Colossa? I, I, I don't know who the person is representing Colossa.
2: But it turns out that after this whole press conference and this cultural
3: trade agreement that the- Newark, New Jersey had with Colossa... Yes, you have a back on January 12th, 2023, the United States of America signs bilateral agreement with the United with United States of Colossa. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure they have United
2: States, too. I guess so. (laughs) They've got the United States of Colossa as well. So it turns out that Colossa, with just a little bit of research, is a fake, total fake, total scam, does not exist has this website that'll make you think that it's real and has people behind it that are
3: real, legit scam artists. Uh, Hold on now. We have a proclamation from the mayor uh, of the city of Hallandale Beach, Florida. (laughs) Then we have another mayor of the city of Fall River, Massachusetts. Mm, Proclamation. And then we have Shelby County, Tennessee. We have all these different proclamations. Colossa has established diplomatic relations with and has received recognition from nations, states, and world leaders all across the globe, including Newark now. Yeah, Newark got duped. Now, I don't know if those are real cities that got duped by
2: them or they just made that up and then Newark fell for it. Like, oh, Hallandale Beach in Colosso, Let's do the same thing. Yeah. So, the man behind this is Swami. Yes, Swami? Yeah, yeah. Swami? Swami Nithyananda who is, according to CBS, a notorious scam artist and fugitive from India who's been on the run from rape charges since 2019. Right. So this is the man that is behind this, scamming Newark and possibly other cities. Now, Newark swears that they didn't give any money to Colossa.
3: Well, well wait a minute. They they were asked to give money to Colossa? I'm like, you're not going to give money? Like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't know if they, they they said no
2: money was exchanged. It was a cultural trade agreement. They just had the press conference. They It says Newark, Newark City Hall and says no money was exchanged in this deal to become
3: sister cities. By the way, the U.N. still does not recognize Colossa as a country. Yeah, well, it's not. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I'm Googling things that, you know, right. basically are telling you, they're telling me this. Is there somebody in the mayor's office who's the dimwit that actually did this uh yeah
2: i mean it's it's so one person from the city council was quoted in this article and let's see exactly if i could find that you know basically yeah so here we go city councilman Luis quintana said this is an oversight cannot happen any longer oversight (laughs) <laughs> the colossal people are really
3: paying attention. Oh, God, I love this.
2: Yeah. I love the fact. And if you look at the pictures, yeah. it's just so funny because you know that the woman in the picture who is representing Colossa is a scam artist, flat out scam artist working for this Swami. <laughs> so she's working for Swami. She comes over. She's holding proclamations at City Hall in Newark. And everybody's clapping like, Yes. Look at this. We've got a sister city now.
3: This wonderful nation of colossal. <clears throat> I mean, it is uh, I think if you're you know, near the city of New York, it's time to you know, start changing some people out. <laughs> <think>. <laughs> I would hope so. God I would think Almighty. so. After this. Yeah, so I mean, Colossus strikes. So, and I got—I
2: to, mean, this guy apparently. The, now, I'm sure that they, there's a grander plan here. Like, if they were, if there wasn't any money exchange right off the bat, I'm sure if this guy's the most notorious scam artist in India, that at some point he was going to suck Newark dry of all its funds. Oh, I just want
3: to know how much money have they uh, uh, got out of the UN? Yeah, right. you got to You got to believe there's money coming out of the UN. Yeah, this seems to me like
2: just the tip of the iceberg. You know, now that this has been found out here, that we're going to see people pumping money into Colossa over the last 10 years. You know, public funds going from these cities with these idiotic local governments just sending money over to Colossa to be the sister city because they think that was a good thing to do and people would be
3: into that. Colossa is a micro (laughs) nation. Here are other self-proclaimed nations that are not recognized. Yeah, right. Yeah. Colossa. Jesus. Total fake. From the Republic of Glacier to Sealand, a list
0: of self-proclaimed nations. Yeah. Okay. All right. Swami's
2: in Colossa. You're next
0: up on the fan. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?